How you feeling, listener? You've pressed play on the latest edition of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, your weekly dip into the world's game being played right here in the Great Lakes state of Michigan. How's it going? My name's Robert Kerr, your host, as always, here on the program, here recording late night on July 11th, 2022, the summer season finale week. And this week, we will focus on the last few fixtures of both the NPSL and the USL 2 seasons. A couple quick notes before we get to those segments, though, as Detroit City FC got a gutsy 1-0 win on the road Saturday night in Indianapolis. It had a high cost, though, as... Center back defender Devin Amu Mensa went down with injury, and to say he's key to the back line is an understatement. He had previously played every single minute of the season leading to that second half injury. Sorry to Sean Spence. I asked him on last week's episode what the nightmare scenario for Detroit would be, and he said, Losing Devin Amumensa. So I apologize for putting that into the universe for uh, LaRouge fans. I also want to give a shout out to uh, Michigander Bethany Balser. She scored her fourth NWSL goal of the season for Seattle. Kudos to her. But let's dive into our segments, though. We are going to talk to some Table toppers here in Michigan. The Muskegon Risers have had an incredible return to the uh, outdoor uh, summer season for the men. I've got Muskegon Risers head coach Stuart Collins and their captain Elliot Bentley to talk about their undefeated thus far season in the NPSL as they uh, already clinched the playoffs but are looking to finish out their NPSL debut season with an undefeated record as they uh, play their home finale and regular season finale on Thursday the 14th. And I've also got Kalamazoo Football Club's owner Dave Schufelt on the program to talk about their uh, action-packed season. They uh, just had another wild match over the weekend against AFC Ann Arbor. The, uh, those two teams uh, had some high, high drama earlier in the year with the, the red card wedding match earlier on where there was about 12 red cards dished out. Uh, not so many uh, red cards on Sunday night, but uh, late, late drama that you'll hear about in that match as well. So uh, my favorite time of the year is wrapping up, but not just yet. Tune in for some action-packed interviews as we have a feature on the Muskegon Risers and Kalamazoo FC here on the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Welcome back, listeners. We're on Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Our next segment, very excited to have two guests on from the Muskegon Risers and the Risers are playoff bound in their debut season in the NPSL. And to get more and dig a little deeper on their outstanding summer season 
and their playoffs ahead, I've got Captain Elliot Bentley and head coach and club legend Stu Collins on the line. Hello and welcome to the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, gentlemen. How's it going, Rob? Thanks for having us. No, no problem. Thank you for having me uh, bring you on. Uh, you guys have done so well uh, when I found the NPSL standing. Are, are you guys still undefeated? Yeah. We Still are. undefeated, and I've got you on uh, here late on Sunday night on the back of a victory weekend, a 3-2 win over the Milwaukee turn, uh, Torrent. Uh, kind of give us the rundown of your most recent game before we uh, get into the success through the season so far. It was a um, tough game. Hard to beat any team three times in a season. And the way the schedule fell, we had to go to Milwaukee twice, um, and they've kind of historically been a, a decent program. So... We knew it was only going to get more difficult as uh, as the season went on because there's more video footage obviously available and teams were able to plan and prep for us a bit more. And they probably found out early that trying to go toe-to-toe with us wasn't the best approach. Um, so they were a bit more reserved last night. Um, and that made it tough. We were 2-0 up, then 3-1 up, and they, they scored a goal late. They probably shouldn't have gotten. We, uh, we were under a bit of pressure, to be fair, for the last 15 minutes, but the boys managed to dig in and see it out. Oh, it was good to go away from home and get a win, um, especially when I had the implications on playoffs it had for us, and we have a desire to stay undefeated anyway, so uh, that was kind of it. Yeah, undefeated season, definitely something you want to preserve, and that uh, did that lock in the, the number one seed in the region? That We've been um, kind of there or thereabouts the whole way, uh, Med City and Duluth played last night and drew, which, which put us back into the number one um, seed in the region points per game and put us back into uh, the second, ranked second in the nation, I think, overall. Um, so we're pleased with those those things. A little bit of an aside, I've always, you said that uh, Torrent have been a pretty uh, good program. Uh, did what, Did they have a, a, a supporter base going? Was it a, a bit much of a rowdy game at all? It was a decent crowd last night. Um, there were a few questionable refereeing decisions. I'm sure Elliot could probably give a bit more perspective on it than I could because he was on the pitch. But we definitely felt like we, we had some things against us, external of the of the game, but uh, that's part of it too. But this is Michigan Soccer Central, so bring it home. How has it been uh, hitting the field? Uh, the Muskegon Risers uh, haven't had a, a men's outdoor season in a couple of years. How was it to get uh, out in front of uh, the, the, the hometown fans and uh, find success this year? I um, It was obviously nice for the, for the club to field a men's team again. I think that mattered to math and when we first spoke about you know me coming back to do it I just had made him aware that you know we would need to do certain things um, in order to really compete and so when we started to recruit the team my goal was definitely to be nationally competitive and to be striving to win a national championship even though that to some people that might seem maybe like it's out there a bit like that had to be the goal for us and just uh in usl2 last year as a head coach learned so much about team construction and, and what we really needed to do in order to be competitive like that so and it's been great to to kind of have a really competitive team but i think as the recruiting process was going on it was becoming adamant 
pretty early that we would be able to compete at that level. So obviously add, adding guys like Elliot and, and people like TJ and Giuseppe Baroni and guys with tons of experience and tons of quality. You know, we've we've played plenty of USL2 teams in, in friendlies and stuff over the course of the season. And, you know, it's it's nice to say that we've we've been the better team in, in every game we've played. So we really like the group. So undefeated through the season thus far in uh, the, the debut run out in the NPSL. And uh, you detailed it there a little bit, but um, for listeners, uh, Coach uh, Stuart Collins has been with the Risers or has been with the Risers in the past uh, as a player, indoor, outdoor, I'm sure in multiple different leagues. Uh, Elliot Bentley, uh, the captain of the Risers this year, but has also found success in uh, many other avenues. Uh, he was with the Bucks. He was with Midland Odessa that famously beat DCFC a few years back, as well as a very successful spell at Oakland University. Um, how did you find NPSL this year compared to all those different uh, um, spells at different leagues and different levels? It's all kind of similar. Um, you're playing against similar kind of players um sometimes in mpsl you get a few older players compared to usl2 um which have a bit more experience but it's mostly the same like if you're in college and in mpsl and usl you're playing the same thing you're playing college players um just a different different types of players that you might normally see during the season and then uh, looking at your profile uh, at OU, uh, it says your hometown is Oakham in England. Is that the East Midlands Oakham? Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, that's wild because uh, uh, in the 90s, actually, I think I lived down the street from you uh, yeah. in Cottesmore and then in Stamford. <laughs> yeah, that's right down the road, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, small world. It's a small world for yeah. sure. Moving back to the 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 season, uh, what is the risers uh, play? If, if for those who haven't been able to see the risers play this year, obviously you said during the recruiting process you you could tell you had that ambitious goal of a national title. But as you were building it, you it seemed like uh, that realization was becoming more and more possible. Uh, what, what does the what do the risers look like on the field this year? Um. I think we are definitely ball dominant and we have been in every game against whatever opponents we've played teams. Obviously from the MPSL, we've played USL2 teams, we've played Midwest Premier League teams and um, we've managed to really assert ourselves on them. So we're very dynamic, I'd say we're very fluid, um, very good in possession um, and we're very good in, in transitional phases. We do a good job of getting the ball back very, very quickly. Um, Elliot might be able to give more of a player's insight into it, but um, when, like I said, when we recruit or when I, when I went about getting players, I knew how I wanted to play and, and I learned some really good lessons last summer um, and I knew what was important to kind of keep from, from that process and, and what I had to change. Um, so when you're when you're getting the profile of player that, that you want in order to ha to play the exact style you prefer. To me personally, then I had to get certain players like Elliot or like uh, TJ or you know a couple of players that guys aren't aware of maybe. But uh, 
yeah, it's it's just it was so important to to get the right player profiles. But Elliot could probably give a different insight from a player's perspective, like what we are, what he feels we are in comparison with maybe the teams that we play. Yeah, um, very very ball dominant. Uh, like to keep possession. Like like you said, majority of the games, well, pretty much all the games we've had most of the possession, um, and we like to keep it a lot. Most teams end up matching our formation after they realize what we do. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a very it's very much how I like to play. Um, I don't I don't like to play um, any other kind of way, to be honest. And like like I said, you have to have, have a specific um, players to do that, and we all have to be on the same page. Um, every single player, and we've managed to find a team that does that which obviously then works very well when we uh, play together. And uh, we detailed earlier on that you've been uh, with Coach Collins at a few stops, but you've also had some, some, some successful spells with other teams. How do you feel on the field, and um, how do you feel? What's the, 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 the ceiling, or what's, what's the possibilities for the risers? Uh, how do you feel on this team compared to others you've been in? Yeah, I mean, I've been... Uh... I've been in the final of the MPSL. I've been in the final of the USL, um, and so I, yeah, I said I, I think that too. Like I, I understand what it takes as a team to to win that, and I have I have no doubt that we have the ability to do that. It's just whether we end up doing it or not. And are you guys uh, score a lot of goals? Uh, I saw that you. Obviously, when you're undefeated, you get a pretty decent. Uh, you, I mean, you have to get a, 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 a positive goal differential. But are you guys a, a free scoring team? Are you squeaking them out? Uh, how how's your season been? Has it been tight games, big blowouts? Uh, how's how how have those games played out this year? We've definitely scored a lot of goals. At the beginning of the season, we weren't conceding any either. But lately, that's something that's stopped, and something we need to go back to is stop conceding as many goals but we're definitely still free scoring um and the funny part is that we've not even had a game where we've just took every chance um and if hopefully that game's coming because when that does we're gonna get um a lot of goals yeah i would agree with that i think i think we're plus plus 20 at the moment i think plus 21 goals maybe i think we scored 31 and conceded 10 uh, we've kept five clean sheets i think out of the nine we like elliot said we had a mental game in columbus last week conceded four, we conceded four goals in that game which is uncharacteristic of us but you know sometimes that just happens um and you can't avoid it um so there there have been times where we haven't been as clinical as we would like that 31 could probably easily be 40, 45. Um, but, you know, we're happy with where we are. We we find it quite, we've been quite fortunate because we're able to can create a lot and uh, it's not just from one one area. You know, last night even we, you know, one of our one of our more dynamic special attacking players, Vitalis Takawira Jr., um, scored a header. I mean, he's five foot six. You know what I mean? So uh, he's uh, then we've scored from a set piece, and we've uh, the I think the other goal comes off like a counter press. So we're scoring a variety of goals from a variety of positions and situations. So 
that's a really positive thing and and I, I agree with Elliot we just have to kind of get back to what made us so special defensively at the beginning of the year and, and maybe we've taken our foot off the, the gas a little bit in, in those moments but we're starting to dial in again and um, we feel good going into this week so undefeated going into this latter stages of the season. Um, I know that you're playoff bound. Uh, how many games do you have left? And when are you going to find out uh, about your playoff opponent? We play Thursday night against Columbus at home. To That crowns the league champion. So whoever, whoever if we a draw is good enough for us, um, they have to win. Um, in order to share, I guess share the league. I don't really know how it works. I'd say I think they would have us maybe on a head-to-head then or something. Yeah, I think that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. So we're looking. Look, we're looking to win the game. We would never go into any game thinking, "Oh, we're, the draw's fine." Like we're going out to win the game Thursday night. We anticipate a big crowd, so we're excited about that. If everything holds the way it holds, we would receive a bye into the regional semi-final and we also are led to believe that if we win Thursday night we're in the US Open Cup first round so that's exciting so there's a lot of incentives there for the players um so once we get out of that excuse me there's six teams that advance it's Cleveland uh, soccer club Pittsburgh Hotspurs ourselves FC Columbus Med City FC and Duluth FC. So we're the six teams in and we're just playing for seeding at the moment. So if we win on Thursday, we guarantee the number one seed and a bye. And then we would play either Cleveland, the winner of Cleveland and Pittsburgh, I believe, we, we would play in the next in the next round. So that's, um, that's what we're looking at at the moment. And then if we advance through that, we would play the other side, Duluth and... and um, excuse me, Med City from Minneapolis and then go beyond that again, it would be a national semi-final and then one more week for the national final. So we're um, we're fully anticipating and expecting to be playing on August 6th. That's the goal of the team. That's the goal of every player. So we're trying to keep focused on that um, and keep our mentality strong because, you know, if we start to think that we're lucky or that we're, you know, we're fortunate to be in the position we're in. We'll take it for granted, and that's when you can slip up. So we're, we're trying to stay hungry and humble and take it one game at a time. So Thursday, July uh, 14th, a big moment for the Muskegon Risers and uh, yourselves. Um, a lot on the line, like you said, uh, playoff seating as well as a, a spot in the Open Cup next year on the line. Uh, before we go, what's it been like... Uh, uh, being in front of the Risers fans, how's the support been in 2022? Uh, it's been really good, man. Um, we've had we've had a few decent crowds. Hopefully, that we're gonna have the biggest one next Thursday. Um, but you know, all the supporters um, have been you know really nice to us, um, helping us out with anything we need. Um, coming to the games, cheering us on. Um, you know, and it, it just gives you that little bit. A little bit extra to play for when you're playing in front of a crowd that um, you know is really behind you. You know, it gives you that little little extra boost, which is nice. Yeah, I think traditionally, look, the, the Risers fans have been good. I think crowds, maybe in past summer seasons, have been have been maybe slightly bigger. Um, you know, and I, I can take some of the blame for that. You know, I I maybe went against the grain with the construction of the roster in comparison to previous years, so. There's always been guys from out of the area. There's always been international players, etc. Um, guys from different states. But I think 
this year we don't have any local players on the on the team. Um, and Matt and I had the conversation that you know it was really important that we put the right group of players together in order to um, to be able to compete nationally, like we talked about earlier. So um, that maybe has affected the crowds a little bit, but I think the te- once you know once they come out and they see the quality that of the team and the quality of the players that we have. They're enjoying watching it, and um, I think that's aided things for sure. And every game, it seems to get a little bit more. Um, and like Elliot said, we do anticipate a big crowd uh, this Thursday night because there's a championship on the line and a trophy to be presented, and uh, we fully expect to be um, putting our best foot forward to try and lift that trophy at the end of the 90 minutes on Thursday night. Obviously, Thursday and hopefully all the games beyond will uh, provide uh, the biggest moments of the season. But up until this point in the, the regular season, what has been uh, each of your guys' highlights so far? The highlight of the season is about to come. You know what I mean? It's about to... I've been, in, I've been like, slightly um, out with, like, injuries the last couple games. Um, just a little bit. Um, but probably, uh, thinking about it now, probably, probably Giuseppe's goal was, like, was like probably the highlight so far. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Which one is that? <laughs> he scored from the. He scored. They've ju- they've literally just scored, and from the kickoff, uh, from that he's he's shot and it's gone in. It's just ridiculous. The old kick it off. Oh, I did see that he kicked. He, he the old kick off from uh, the goal from the the center dot. Yeah, just joke. <laughs> I've actually, I mean, I've seen uh, kids do that a million times. I've never actually seen that pulled off. Yeah. yeah. Mental. <laughs> Was that your favorite moment, coach? That's my, I think individual, like from an individual skill perspective, oh, man, so that, that goal is incredible. So you're just not going to see that very often and not just the technique to execute it, but you know, he was just so aware of the situation and it was the first time we had been losing at all in any game. We had never gone down to that point. And we went 1-0 down and he answered like in the most emphatic way. Like just to see that the keeper was having a conversation with the bench and he was out of position and just to ask the ref if he could take it quickly. So all those things encompassed from an individual moment. Brilliant. Um we beat Carpathia away 3-0 early in the season, and uh, one of the other players I mentioned, Vitalis Takawira, scored an unbelievable kick and a, a really good individual solo goal so we've had class individual performances but for me I think away at Milwaukee the first time 4-1 uh, there's quite a rivalry between the two clubs we beat Milwaukee 4-1 away it was an emphatic performance like we were quality from start to finish and, and we uh, we battered them to be honest that night and uh, that kind of ended their season in the MPSL and it solidified us in the playoffs and I think that's my favorite moment because it was uh, it was the perfect performance um, in terms of what we're looking for out of ourselves, you know. Well, thank you for sharing those, and I wish you uh, even um, better and bigger uh, memories to be made here, starting with your uh, game on Thursday, the season finale, the regular season finale in Muskegon on July fourteenth. Coach Stuart Collins and Captain Elliot Bentley, thank you so much for joining me here on Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Thanks for having us, man. Take thank care. You. 
Welcome back here on Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. And to get a closer look at the end of the season scenarios in the USL League 2, as well as a bit of a, a closer examination of the uh, reigning title uh, in the Great Lakes Division, Kalamazoo FC, I've got team owner of Kalamazoo FC, Dave Schufelt on the line. Welcome to the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, sir. Good morning, or good morning, I should say. Good evening. Thanks, Rob, for having me. Oh, it's definitely in the later hours here, but uh, all is forgiven. We've been very busy. We're in the action end of the USL League Two season, and uh, there is six teams in the Great Lakes Division, two playoff spots available, and three teams that are fighting for those two positions here in the last week of the season. Um, something that a game that uh, kind of set up this last week's scenario. You kind of had a wild game against AFC Ann Arbor on Saturday night, didn't you? Or Sunday night, rather. Yeah, absolutely. It was um, it uh, uh, very wild, uh, very uh, unpredictable game. But I will say this, and you kind of alluded it to it in uh, in the intro here. The six teams in the Great Lakes Conference. I, I will say that I mean. Uh, I don't care, you know, what happens or who ends up with the two playoff spots. I will tell you that, quite frankly, that's the Great Lakes Conference is by far the most competitive conference in USL two. Um, I mean, all I mean, our two losses have been at the time the bottom uh, team was Lansing City, and uh, that's they they rung two losses up on us, and um, you know, and they were you know every every game we've played has been a dogfight. Matter of fact, I'm really not looking forward to coming over and playing you folks over there in Oakland. So, um, but it's, I will say this, that uh, anybody can beat anybody, but going back to your question on that game on Sunday against Ann Arbor, it was, uh, I have no idea. I mean, the game before we beat them four to one and probably had 80% of the play and, um, um, you know, you being a soccer guy yourself, if you watch that game and it was one nothing, you, you, it was total domination. But it did end up four to one. And then when we played them last, when we played them last night, they came to play. But you know, quite frankly, their backs were up against the wall. They had to get a result, and um, um, they up their keeper was outstanding, and and uh, uh, our guys decided that. Uh, uh, then they had several chances to put one in, but he made several excellent stops. And, um, and quite frankly, that Ann Arbor team is, that's a solid team. I mean, everywhere from the midfield to the defenders, you know, to their attackers. Um, and, and they gave us, they gave us a tough time. They sat in when they needed to, and they countered when, uh, when they had the opportunity and uh, we were fortunate to get the first one in about the 82nd minute to the equalizer and then you know three about four minutes later in the 89th minute we go ahead two to one my guys start jumping up and down like uh, they just won the world cup and uh all of a sudden they counter us and we try to clear a ball bounce us off bounces off our defender hits the post goes in so it was an own goal the last one was an own goal and uh, that was in the 92nd minute. So, oh. yeah. 
yeah. So that uh, that led to a little bit of sleepless nights for me last night. But uh, uh, <laughs> but I will say this: I was, you know, I, I'm happy for the Ann Arbor kids. Uh, they fought. It was. I, I got to say, even though I wish for a different result, it was probably one of the most exciting games I've I've <laughs> games of soccer I've ever watched. So it goes. It was one nil for a long way. Went to two one, and then two two on an injury time own goal. That's that's an unreal scenario, honestly. Right. I mean, there was three goals scored in the last pretty much the last seven minutes. So yeah. yeah. So that so, that result kind of kept everything going into this uh, last set of fixtures. Am I wrong? Yeah. Now it allowed us the extra point allowed us to uh, secure a playoff spot. We don't know if we're the first seed or second seed yet. A lot of it depends on what happens Wednesday with Lansing City and and, uh, uh, and Flint and the Flint Bucks. Uh, they play Wednesday. That result's going to make a difference. But we do control our own destiny. I think, if, you know, if, if we win Friday, it, it pretty much uh, will have the points that nobody can catch us. And, uh, and it happened that way last year, to be honest, Rob. We had to win in Fort Wayne to beat Flint City last year. And um, we happened to do that and uh, to bring the title home. So um, we're in the same scenario this year. Um, and like I said, between the three teams that you met that you're referring to as ourselves, Ann Arbor, and the Flint City Bucks, and your guess is as good as mine. Uh, Flint City still has to play two games. Uh, Ann Arbor and ourselves only have one game left. So our max points will be, our max points could be 28. Um, Flint's max points could be 27. And Ann Arbor's max points could be 25. So three teams go for two spots. I mean, they couldn't be more exciting heading into this last week, but Focusing more uh, on your club, I like I mentioned at the top, and you just referred to you guys, uh, Kalamazoo won the uh, Great Lakes Conference in 2021, and now you're challenging, obviously, in the top two spots this year. Um, what has uh, your club done to like kind of uh, become in that upper echelon uh, in this league? Well, I got to give a lot of credit to our coach, Shane Lyons. I mean, he, uh, you know, um, he definitely upgraded on the recruiting side. Uh, he brought in a lot of excellent players. Um, you know, obviously uh, players from the States and a lot of some international players. Um, but, you know, in the key areas, uh, I, I mean, every time I look at his starting 18, if I look at his starting, or excuse me, if I look at his 18 that he he sends USL in the morning, I'm really at a loss to pick 11 of those 18 because they're all interchangeable. And um, but he's done a great job of of recruiting. I think he does an excellent job of game game management as far as when he brings when he brings some of the players off the bench for energy. And uh, but yeah, Shane's done an overall job and uh, I think probably one of the bigger indicators is from my 2019 team when Shane took it over he originally took it over in 2020 but obviously that was a COVID year but in 2021 or last year when we won the title um, 
only two of the kids from the 19 team actually made the team for 21. And I asked one of the kids because I was watching him train and he looked a little small out there. And I just asked him, I said, Elliot, does it, my imagination or a lot of these guys quite a bit bigger than our 2019 team. And he just kind of rolled his eyes at me. He's like, Oh yeah, these guys are, you know, bigger, stronger, faster. And, you know, and it's such a short season that, you know, if you don't bring in that talent, you know, it's very tough to compete because they've got such a short time to gel and, uh, and get together. And that was another thing that Shane did well as we got off to a pretty quick start. I think in our first five games, we picked up uh, 13 points. Yeah, the the only time that I've been able to make it out to Kalamazoo for a game was when my Oakland County FC uh, came out there and you you took care of us uh, by a very narrow one nil victory. Um, kind of how has the season gone along in Kalamazoo as far as uh, uh, the game day atmosphere and and how things are going on the ground out there? Oh, excellent! But you know that game's typical of any game we played in the Great Lakes Conference. It's a nail biter. Um, I mean, every team's competitive in the league from top to bottom, you know, from us, you know, all the way, all the way down, uh, to Grand Rapids, uh, you know, to, excuse me, to, uh, Midwest United, um, very dangerous team. And, um, but as far as our operations go, you know, we added the women's team this year over here and that's, you know, greatly helped our attendance. The women's, uh, team has actually been better attended than the men's side. And I think part of it's because it's the honeymoon season for that team. But, um, um, but having both sides over here, we've went from, you know, 10 home games to 18 home games. And um, that's, that's really been a big boost to operations. Yeah. So the, the Kalamazoo women's side operating in the uh, USLW, I believe. Correct. And so, uh, yeah, what kind of results have they seen? And uh, what what, uh, uh, what was the recruiting? Would the player base come for that side? Well, I mean, we, we were a little bit late to the table. I mean, we kind of pulled the trigger, unfortunately. Uh, you know, that's kind of how I make uh, decisions sometimes, ready, shoot, aim. And, uh, and uh, you know, we decided to pull the trigger in December, and the recruiting started. You know, normally that recruiting would start a little bit earlier. But um, we managed to put together a pretty good team, more local talent than we have on the men's side, and uh, which probably helped attendance. But uh, those girls were punching a little bit above their weight class because when you look at the number of teams on the USL side, I mean, there's like four or five times the teams on the USL2 side as there is on the USLW side. So we were punching above our weight class. I mean, we were playing in the 11. We played – you know, racing Louisville, um, you know, and, you know, obviously we played Detroit FC and Grand Rapids, or excuse me, Midwest United. I keep doing that. I apologize. Midwest United, who actually was the, you know, national champions in another league. So we were punching a little above our weight class and we finished middle of the table, you know, which, you know, for a first year team, I'm totally satisfied with those results. Our coach, uh, Todd Wells, you know, Rich Labadee, Justin Dacey and Joe Fold, they did a pretty good job of bringing in talent and meshing it with the local talent. And, uh, and uh, um, I, I, I would consider that venture a success. 
So very successful 2022 uh, on the field for you guys. And obviously uh, with the, the operation expanding on and off the field, like it seems like it's going pretty well there out in Kalamazoo. What are uh, some, like to, to open it up a little bit, what are some, some larger goals for the club? Well, I mean, you know, larger goals are to continue to, you know, uh, one of the things that makes our club a little bit special um, at least I like to think it's a little bit special is that every, a dollar of every ticket that we sell goes back to a local charity. So this year it was West Michigan Cancer Center, El Concilio, the Hispanic community, Bronson's Children's Hospital, um, and Ministries for Community. These were all local charities. And uh, like I said, it's a dollar of every ticket that we sell goes back to the local charities. And all of the tips from the beer tent <laughs> go to local charities. So, um, uh, and we sold a lot of beer this year. So that was pretty, that was uh, quite entertaining for me. Yes, uh, that's exciting. I didn't know about that uh, with the, uh, the charitable contributions. That's a, a awesome uh, note about the club and uh, uh, for, for the ticket payers to, to know that that's going to something really great uh, in the local community. And then also uh, with the beer tent, I got to say, uh, uh, not only I, I'm a, a Bronco alum, so it's always a uh, a good uh, trip, almost like a, a homecoming whenever I go out there, but also you guys have the grass field and then not too many stops on, uh, in, on in the division have that beer tent. So that's always fun. Yeah. I, I think I remember you enjoying the beer tent a little bit yourself. So, yeah, you know, you know, fun in the sun, like it's a, it's a hum, homecoming coming out there. It's an excellent yeah. stop on the, uh, the Michigan soccer tour. Um, with just one game ahead, uh, my OCFC is battling for a winning record in the season. So I think we're going to give you guys a hard time. What do you think about the game approaching this Friday? Uh, to be honest with you, you know, we've, uh, to be honest with you, there's always that club that's always been your Achilles heel and uh, Oakland's always been it. So we've just, we've always struggled with, uh, you know, we've always struggled whether we come there or whether you guys come here. Um, that game you were referring to that first game that you came over here, uh, you know, I think you guys had about 14 corner kicks. So, I mean, it was a hard fought game, but, um, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, it's, uh, it's one of those, one of those things that, uh, depends how my guys show up and your guys show up. If I'm, if I'm a, you know, obviously I'm a little biased, but, uh, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be quite a battle. A lot of respect for your team. The season, too short as always, but uh, very exciting. I know this year uh, we have the record for the oldest USL2 goal scorer, I believe, in Dade DiMaggio. And uh, I haven't been able to tally that high, but we got to be breaking records for amount of corner kicks because not only did we have like 14 or so against you guys, but I feel like we do that almost every single game. Yeah, well, and, and uh, you know, is Big Mike uh, healthy? Uh, he, I don't know his availability for Friday, but uh, he has not uh, been in the lineup. Uh, he's he's had some uh, some uh, unavailability woes uh, this year, and we haven't really seen him since May. Oh, really? Yeah, he's he's he's. Uh, we have a pretty good center back ourselves, and uh, he always struggles with Mike in the air. 
Well, uh, fingers crossed that uh, with, with that note in mind, uh, ho- hopefully even more now than ever, hopefully he's he's available to plague you guys. Because one of my favorite OCFC moments is that game uh, that I spent in the uh, Clausen press box with you on that very rainy well, Wednesday night when uh, he uh, got the winner against you guys. Yeah, that was a tough day for me. <laughs> hey, but you bet me at least, right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm small consolation, small consolation. <laughs> well, uh, Dave Ashufel, owner of Kalamazoo FC, uh, congrats on all the success this year. Looking forward to seeing what your side can do here in the postseason. Yeah, you guys are always good hosts. I appreciate it. All right, listener, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this latest episode of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Thank you so much to this week's guest, Muskegon Risers head coach, Stuart Collins, and defender and captain, Elliot Bentley, as well as Kalamazoo's FC's owner, Dave Schufelt. And thank you to all of the guests that have come on to the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast We're well over a year into the program, and it really is the guests that make this show go. And speaking of making the show go, thank you to editor Jenny Hajnaki for sifting through this program and making it all come together. And thank you to the Michigan Soccer Central Core team and all of the contributors making the uh, Michigan Soccer Central social handles as uh, engaging and as informative and ever-expanding as it is. So big thanks to everybody, and I got to say, please come on out uh, to support any of these local teams on the men's side, women's side. Uh, These summer league teams and games really are exciting. It's a short season, so uh, awareness is key to uh, get in on the action while it is still playing. Bucks fans, a couple games left, but the rest of the USL Great Lakes Conference, just one game remaining. And you heard there from uh, Kalamazoo's Dave Schufelt, uh, the last regular season game bet- between my Oakland County FC and Kalamazoo FC is on Friday, July 15th, the USL League 2 season finale as my OCFC look to end the season with a winning record. So I hope everybody out there can find a way to consume some of this uh, summer soccer here in our Great Lakes state of Michigan. And however you decide to consume it online, in person, or just following along on Michigan Soccer Central's Twitter or social media handles. Until next time, enjoy your soccer. (laughs) 